So divine power, is that, that's not a small statement, right? And, and it's saying that that divine power, okay, the divine power, that, that's talking about God, right? Divinity, God, the Trinity, right? Divine power. His divine power has granted to us what? Everything, okay? So, so once again, the picture in your mind should be plugging in to the power source who is God. What does it do? It gives us everything pertaining to life and godliness. So that kind of covers everything. Okay, not only is it divine power by the power of God, but, but what, it, what God provides to us by knowing him through Jesus Christ is the divine power, the ultimate source of power, because he is all-powerful. So when we plug into the power source, which is only through Jesus Christ that we have relationship, what happens is we have been granted everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. So when I think about other scriptures that connect to this for me, when I think about divine power giving us, granting us everything, because divine power is not small power, right? It's not that I'm a little bit strong. It's not that I can do a few things. It's not that I can plug into a wall, which ultimately man-made power is temporary, right? It could go out because it goes out all the time. But God's power doesn't, and it is unlimited. But it makes me think of this, right? So we've been granted the power of God, right? And if you think back through Scripture, what are some of the things that you hear and remember from Scripture when it talks about what happens when you have faith? The faith to do what? What, what comes to mind? The faith to say it out loud. Don't be afraid. You can talk out loud. It's okay. To move mountains, the faith to move mountains, is that small? Is that like, I can, I can brush that, that anthill to the side? No, because I can do that. But can I physically move a mountain? Absolutely not. That's why the divine power of who God is, when we plug into that and we've been given access to that divine power, our faith in him who created, we just read Genesis 1 last night. Go read Genesis 1 if you have forgotten how big God is. The boy's questions are, wait, 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 what? Wait, he created not just our universe, but all of the universes? Yeah, that, that's the bigness of God, right? That's the divine power that, that we are plugging into, right? And the other thing that I remember hearing from Jesus is that he's doing all these miracles and all these things, right? They're seeing the crazy, awesome miracles and things that Jesus is doing. And what does Jesus say? This is all cool, but you're going to do greater things. Wow. <laughs> Wait a minute. So Jesus, being God, who has always existed, he was the agent of creation. It was through Jesus that all things have been created. Jesus came down and he did all these miracles and all these people are like, he must be God. And then when he's leaving, he's like, by the way, you will do greater things than this. What on, what on earth? You want to talk about the power source the divine power source, which is God, it's not a small thing. I got caught up in reading a lot about the coronavirus, so I'm sorry. And what happens is we read about those things and we forget who we know. 
right? It's not saying there aren't ways to be smart, right? I'm not saying that. But fear takes over because we forget who we know who has created everything. We become more scared about some virus than we are about knowing the God of all the universe who can snuff it out like that, right? Jesus walked around and healed diseases that are unhealable. And then he said, by the way, you will do greater things, right? Once again, I, I think we just brush over that stuff. We're like, greater things, cool. Greater things than the son of God who was God and is God. Who, who healed those who had cripplings that were unhealable and blindness, which was unhealable, Right? and diseases which were unhealable, that's, that's the divine power that this is saying that we've been given pertaining to having life, eternal life and life, right? There's kind of some nuances there and to godliness. And it says right there at the end of verse three, through the true knowledge of him who called us by his, his own glory and excellence. I want you to Look at that word, true, that, that statement, true knowledge. Here's where, here's where, this is where we get mixed up in our world, okay? I'm guilty. This is why this was hard for me this week. I, I watch movies and I listen to music and I listen to my friends and my family and I listen to TV and I watch Netflix and I fill myself up with lots of stuff. And what happens is, I'm, I'm not doing what the Bible says to, to be discerning about those things. I just intake without knowing that it starts to shift my worldview towards things that may not be a godly worldview. It's so easy. And all of us, all of us live in that world. All of us. You think you're not influenced by something Start thinking about the things that you think of how you relate to other people, how the world works, how we interact, right? And then go back to scripture and see what it says. Because what we're guilty of is our worldview. It, this isn't new, right? This is the reason this was written way back when. This isn't new. The Israelites, they let new worldviews come in all the time. Hey, we just saw God do crazy things. Let's make an idol and worship it. They just seen crazy, amazing things. And yet they let fear, they, they even let caring for other people sneak in and change their worldview, which it, it seemed just like a little shift, but it, sh- but it came like a flood and they forgot God right after seeing God do crazy things. Surely you're not guilty of that, right? Surely you never have that problem. Surely in your life, there's nothing that you believe and you're, you're drawn to and that draws you away from God, right? Because we think we, we, we don't do that. But the truth is, the, the cool thing is that God has given us access to his divine nature so that we can know and sort through what is of him and what is of us. And one of the things, this is the way I think about it, and, and 
you may hear this a lot from me in the, in the near future, because this is, this helps me think. Here's the way it is. When you don't know God, the voice of God is on mute. You're not listening to him. It's on mute. You push the mute button, right? You ever been on, on a call and you can just like <laughs> mute, either mute that person or on a video call and, and you can mute them hearing you. That's the way it happens, right? Because we, we have all these factors coming in telling us to do these things and these things seem really good. But the truth is the voice of God is muted in our lives. And it's not until we, we, through faith, receive the grace that comes only through Jesus Christ that that button gets off mute. And what happens? You start hearing the voice of God. Not in a weird way, okay? But it's because he gives us our, his spirit. And because we have this, we can sort through whether it's our thoughts or his thoughts. And so we take it off mute. And the divine nature... The divine power that we have, that he has comes into us, right? For by these, he has granted us his precious and magnificent promises so that by them, you may become partakers in of what? So we dealt with divine power. Now we get what divine what? Say it out loud. Divine nature. When you receive, when you receive the forgiveness that comes through Jesus Christ, right? Not church. This is this is not. Hey, this is not bubble Christianity. This is not. This is not. I go to church, so I'm good to go. This is not. Hey, I do nice things. This is God's power in us, creating a divine nature that only He can create in us. Surely you've had contact, maybe you're in this boat or you, you've pushed this away, this church idea, right? We push away all these things because these are traditions and all these things. We're like, ah, oh, those aren't any good. And so we run from that. But the problem is sometimes when we're in the midst of running, what we forget is it's not about that. It's about who God is and his worldview in us because it's through him that we have divine power and we are installed into us is his divine power nature. We become, so we are eternal beings, right? We are eternal beings that one day will either spend eternity away from God or eternity with God. But what happens is when he infuses his divine, a new divine nature into us, we are eternal beings that will worship God forever and be with him in his presence. That's a big deal. That's really cool, right? Maybe you're asleep this morning because I don't think you heard that fact, right? You get the divine nature. You have a new nature. You have the divine nature in you because of what God infuses into you. And he starts turning up the volume as a voice in your life. And we sort through scripture to know what we should and shouldn't do and how we should live. But it's not for the, the good things that we do. It's because he is worthy and because other people need to see it. They need to hear the voice of God. They need to turn the volume of God's voice in their life through how we live. That's right. They need to wake up. Wake them up, Michael. And so check the end of this, right? It says, so we are partakers. That's cool, right? So we are partakers in the divine nature, right? Because we are image bearers of God, right? He has made us in his image. Check the second part. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. 
So what's the comparison? Divine nature and sin nature, right? So there's divine nature, which leads to life. And there's sin nature, which is following our own things for our own purposes. And look, these, these sound really great. I'll be honest. <laughs> Many times I want to live in this world because it feels so much easier. Because I don't butt up against culture all the time, right? I just want to go along and with what everybody else thinks and do all these things. But, but God doesn't allow that when we receive the divine nature because it's his worldview and not our worldview. And so what happens is living in us, Paul says, right, that, that the spirit is living in us and, and there's this wrestle in us between the sinful nature and the, and the spirit of God in us, the divine nature. And there's this wrestle that you and I deal with every single day. So as you go to school, as you go to work, as you go to hang out with friends, you have this clash constantly within you and me that is saying, let's go this way. I want to do these things. This sounds really good. I love those people. So I should believe this and I should do this. And so we fade into this because they're good things, but they're not God things. How do we know what God thinks? Is it just by going, I'm just going to ask people what God thinks. I'm just going to hear things all the time that are different of what God thinks. No, we, we have the, <laughs> we have the game plan, right? The battle the scripture says is not against what? It's not against flesh and blood. Okay. I, I'm terrible. Once again, Walmart brings out the worst to me and I want to battle people in Walmart every time I go. I just want to, I'm not going to, I'm going to say punch them in their face, but so we, <laughs> but I didn't th- I thought Walmart was bad. I thought Walmart was bad until I went to Nike outlet shop on a Saturday afternoon. Whoo! <laughs> oh man, Grandma, get out of the way! There were just people everywhere, and I was like, I can't get to the shoes. I was trying to help Aaron. I was trying to be, I was trying to be a good husband. But I, could you get to the sh- like? Aaron, Joshua, and Liam are are like underneath a bench. They're like, there's no room, and it just brought out this thing in me, like this anger. I don't know. Like it's not good. Right. But my battle is actually not against them. It's a, it's against the powers, the rulers and the authorities of this dark world. What you and I battle in our mind is the spirit world, right? Our sin for nature and, and, and the, the forces that are in this world. It's, it's a constant battle. And sometimes it boils out. I'm sorry. But what we have to do in the midst of that is remember that when I start reacting to the flesh and the blood that I think my battle's against, that it's not against that, what happens is the voice of God starts getting lower in my life. And I stop listening because I'm listening to me. Right? Does that make sense? And so we turn that volume back down. And what's happening, and I'm just telling you, you you guys know this, but you're being inundated every day and more and more because there's so much accessibility to every thought in the world. You're being inundated every day by what? Other worldviews that sound really good. 
Some of them sound terrible, but there's a lot of them that sound really good. But it's not God's worldview. So how do you sort that through, right? So let's keep going. Verse five, we're going to roll through some of this really fast. Now, for this very reason, also applying all diligence in your faith. Okay, so this is where it starts. The starting point is what? I need everybody to say it out loud. When you wake up, everybody say faith. The starting point is, right? Okay, no matter where you stand in theology, I just need you to know it's still by grace through faith. So it is faith is the point that you receive that, right? So faith is this starting point that he's talking about. And so it's saying, so it starts with faith. It's turning the button off of mute. And then it says, supply moral excellence. And in your moral excellence, knowledge. And in your knowledge, self-control. <laughs> That's a harder one. Let's be honest. I can know stuff and I can be morally excellent. But self-control, maybe that's your problem, right? Perseverance. Oh, wait. So in the midst of things, I have to keep going. And in your perseverance, godliness, it's just like, it is just like piling on is what it feels like. And in your godliness, brotherly kindness, that's, that's among brothers and sisters, right? And in your, in your brotherly kindness, what? Love. Okay. So the bookends are faith and it results ultimately in Love, right? And faith is, somebody find Hebrews 11.1 1 for me. What does it say? Or if you know it by memory, what is faith? Okay, faith is, somebody notes, come on. Do, do we need to do some Bible memory? Like, oh my goodness, what is going on? All right, say it again. Faith is? All right, so faith is going, I hope for salvation that will come, that is through Jesus Christ now. And what's the second part? Through that which is unseen, right? I don't see Jesus today, right? He's not walking with me like the disciples did. But the unseen is also the eternal that is to come, right? So that's the starting point. That's just the starting point. And then you work through these things that I feel like are almost like a little bit like volume, like as we're adding these, it's not that, it's not that they're, they're specifically have to be in this order, but you're adding these things, not because the things are what saved, but because salvation, you're saved by, by grace, right? Through faith. And what happened? You, you have the divine nature and you have divine power. And so the natural over outcome and thing to do is what? To add these things. These are natural and normal because we have the divine nature, <laughs> They're natural and normal and they're volume. It's a volume control. It's upping the voice of God in your life. As we add these things into our life, then the volume is louder, right? That's right. And, but what is the end result? You're adding these things and then what happens? It's the same thing that happens when we talk about spiritual gifts in scripture. Prophecy and blah, 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 blah. But... If you have all those but don't have love, you've got nothing. The result of faith is lived out in love. And I got news. You may not understand love because of what you've experienced in your life, 
through family, through friends, through culture, through movies, you may not fully grasp what love is. This love has nothing to do with how you feel. I need you to hear that again. The love that it's talking about has nothing to do about what you are receiving or how you feel. What is the definition of love? We define faith. Now let's define love. Who can, who can state 1 Corinthians 13? Starting at 4. Say it out loud. Let's hear it. Uh, start, start us. How about that? This is where we start trailing off. Is uh, so, uh, so, it's like those songs that you're like, I know that. I don't know that song. Okay. All of those virtues within 1 Corinthians 13 have nothing to do with you. I'm sorry. The result of faith is a love that is self-sacrificial. You need to hear this again. The result of faith is a love that is self-sacrificial. It's not about what you receive because you have already received everything that you need to receive because you have plugged into the divine power and you have a divine nature. And now you and I are called to live it out for others, not for you. You've received the love that is eternal. You received a place in heaven that you will dwell forever. And now the outcome, the reason you add these volume things is so that it will spill out and others will hear the voice of God through your life, which is self-sacrificial. I got news. You don't have a job. You don't have friends, family, school. You have nothing that you have for you. I'm sorry if you think that. Yes, it feels good. He's providing through those things. You may really enjoy them. But the truth is the things that you do and the things that you have are for his purposes, for self-sacrificial love that pours out. But the problem is, you know why we don't pour out? Because we're not plugged in. We're carrying around these temporary batteries that run out of juice and we're not plugged into the power source, which is Jesus Christ. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge, biblical worldview of our Lord Jesus Christ. I love this part here. For he, you could say he or she, who lacks these qualities is blind. <laughs> what can you see if you're blind? Okay. And, and the way, I'm going to change it just a little bit because this is how I think about it, when, especially when we're talking about volume. And I'm not trying to change scripture, so hear this. <laughs> For he or she who lacks these qualities is deaf, not listening to the voice of God, which comes through scripture, right? What happens is there's a lot of voices around us and we're listening to them. We are, we're listening to them. You could think you're not, but you are listening to them. They're just little voices and you're constantly hearing them. And so I found a new trick when I go to Walmart, maybe I told you this, I should have taken it to Nike, apparently. 
is I put these in, <laughs> right? I, I know these are still plug-in ones, so I'm like ancient, okay? But I can't find the other ones, so, and they're really expensive. But I plug these in. You know why? Because I, 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 I literally, and this, is, this sounds super cheesy Christian, right? I'm listening to worship music so that I don't get angry. Why? Because it's more like I'm worshiping God and I'm hearing the voice of God versus all of the voices that I hear all around me. I'm plugged into the voice of God. Let me tell you, if you do nothing else when you leave Steel City, whether it's, whether it's temporarily this week or, or it's when you move away, is you, you, need to, you need to plug in to the voice of God. If you're wondering what God says, you don't have to. It's right here. I promise. And there's a lot of clunky stuff in here, absolutely. But if you do nothing else, if you listen to no other voice, there is one voice that brings divine power and divine nature, which leads to, in verse 11, eternal kingdom. And that's the voice of God through his word. Satan wants nothing else than for you to not be in this. You know, when I struggle, it's when I'm not in this. Do you know when I get upset? You know, when I don't have patience with my kids? You know, when I walk through Walmart and Nike, you know, the problem is I'm not hearing the voice of God through his word. Let's skip through the last little bit and then we'll be done. For in this, verse 11 says, for in this way, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be abundantly, hear the word, abundantly, the eternal kingdom will be abundantly supplied to you. There's two things that this is implying. It's implying access now to the kingdom and access future to eternal kingdom. We have the access to the eternal kingdom through who? Jesus, this is, the, this is the Christian Bible Sunday school answer, right? How do you have access to the eternal kingdom? You can say it out loud. It's not weird. It's not weird. It's through Jesus, okay? Let me tell you something. God is a God who created us to know and walk with him, Right? to worship him because he's worthy. But when, but when we broke the relationship because we wanted our own things, he didn't go, all right, too bad. He sent his only, <laughs> he sent part of the Trinity. He sent the word. He sent his son, Jesus Christ to come and suffer for us. So, so, so God came to us in the midst of us being the problem and said, I'll provide a way back to me. And what we lose by not staying connected to the power source and listening to the voice of God is we lose our missional nature because the outpouring of faith is what? 
love for others. Why? Because Jesus already did it for us. He outpoured his son to us, right? So that we may know eternal life. And what we lose is a lifestyle that is so that everybody else will know. So my challenge to you this week is this, okay? And I'm going to ask Dara to come up and play real quick, and we'll sing one, one again or something. I want you to do one thing for me this week. I want you to think about what you intake and what you output. What you intake and what you output, okay? Every time you hear somebody say something, every time you watch a show, everything that you do, I want you to, take, I want you to think about what you're intaking and what the output is going to be. And if the output is not true love that is self-sacrificial, then it's the wrong output, And so here's how you're going to do it. Here's how you're going to feel yourself to have output. I want you to read one. If you're not doing this currently, I want you to read one chapter of the book of John this week, each day. Just read one chapter. That's all I'm asking. One chapter. They're pretty short. You read tons of other stuff. You watch lots of Netflix and play tons of video games. Okay. You've got time. I want you to read one chapter of scripture. And I want you to think about what's the input and what's the output. And is my life going to be turned up so that I can hear the voice of God and others can too. Okay. Let's pray. And then we're going to, we're going to worship and she's just going to send us out as we worship. God, thank you so much for your love for us. Thank you for your divine power in us, for the divine nature you have given us and that we have access to your eternal kingdom. Help us to live in a way that the output is self-sacrificial love and not selfishness. God, we love you. We thank you. Help us to hear your voice through your word. In the name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen.